How's it going today, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former Central Washington University defensive end, a current CFL defensive end, TikTok star with over 811,000 followers. Chase Demore, how are we doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm excited. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm excited that you actually got back to me, bro. I know you've been uh, grinding on uh, social media, content creating, all that good stuff. And uh, I know you probably get a hell of a lot of a lot of DMs, bro. So I know it's probably hard to filter through them sometimes. So I do appreciate you giving me a few minutes of your time today. Oh yeah, of course. It's uh, it's definitely been grinding. Definitely uh, one of those things. But I'm a, I'm a firm believer in you know always trying to give back and always like you know spreading spreading my words, spreading you know some motivation, some positivity, especially in the community. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. And I know you do a lot of community stuff. I've seen it on your Instagram. I see it on your TikTok all the time. And that's what's up. So first and foremost, we got to rep the hometown. You know, I'm from the same state as you, actually, um, Washington State. So tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so unique. Man, so my hometown, a lot of people, you know, they think I'm from Seattle, the Seattle, a really small town up there. It's called Eatonville, Washington. Man, it's one of those those towns that you really don't think about. It's uh, it's in the backwoods. But um, it was a blessing to go there because, you know, I grew up there with the same group of kids, you know, from the first grade till we graduated high school. So it's like, you know, one big family, you're with them all the time. Uh, my town, it's amazing, actually, because, uh, you know, we have a we have a great community, um, great development within the youth, within, you know, the school systems, the um, no child left behind. Um, you know, I had a lot of positive people that impacted my life at, at critical moments. And that's because, you know, the um, the community that we have there. So, you know, even though Washington population of maybe, you know, 3000 people, um, we have one middle school, one elementary school, one high school. And, uh, you know, it's been great, you know, played you know, Pee Wee out there. Uh, played middle school, played high school, and, and got a lot of opportunities um, moving forward into, you know, post-graduating high school um, as far as college and um, athletic opportunities. So, yeah, it's a great town. Yeah, I'm actually from North Bend, so I understand the whole small town vibe. I was about 40 minutes south of uh, Seattle, so I definitely understand the small town vibe, you know, getting to play in that Tacoma Dome, all that good stuff. Um, which is a huge staple in Washington. A lot of a lot of guys probably don't know that who are listening and all that. But since you're from Washington and I'm from Washington, you got to give these listeners three things they need to do when they visit the state of Washington. Man, if you're coming to, if you're coming to the state of Washington, I'm gonna give you three things right off the back of you. First of all, you got to go check out the hikes on Mount Rainier. It's unreal up there, man. It's the beauty of Washington, especially when it's not raining there. I, I would argue that it's the best looking state. To like, we got the cleanest air, the greenest trees. Um, like I said, when it's sunny there, you can't beat it. The second thing I would say when you do up there, you got to go to Seattle. Got to check out Pike's Place. Go see the troll under the bridge. All that touristy stuff. Go get on the Ferris wheel. And um, and then the third thing, it's, it's a, it's a toss-up, honestly, between um, if I was you, I'd say you can either go snowboarding, skiing. We have some of the best passes, the best runs up there. Or um, go check out any of, like, our our athletics. You know, Seattle Seahawks fans, the 12th man. Um, you know, as a, as a former, um, you know, player for them, opportunity to be in the locker room with those guys, I would say uh, it's, it's bar none, we have the best fan system. Um, our games are the most live. I know the whole COVID thing right now is kind of messing with that, but, you know, I'm sure every football fan out there knows about the 12th man and, um, you know, a Washington guy yourself, you understand where I'm coming from when I say that, so. Yes, sir. Yeah, the twelfth man goes. Twelfth man goes crazy, bro. Same with those Mariners games, all that Sounders games, bro. They're all live. Um, Seattle Storm, even, bro. It's all live up there in Seattle. Um, yeah, WNBA champs. 
Exactly, bro. Like hella NBA champs, like the WNBA champs too. Like they win that zone all the time. Same with the Sounders. They're always in the contention too. So it's exciting to be uh, from Seattle and kind of a fan of some of those teams. But let's take it back to like your high school days. Kind of what was your recruiting process like out of high school and how did you wind up at Central Washington? Yeah, so it's, it's actually a really funny story. So um, when I was a freshman in high school, you know, I came in and I had like this mindset that I just didn't want to play sports. I was not uh, remotely interested in any sort of athletics. And um, I actually ran into to one of my best friends to this day and rival. Um, his name was John. And he was kind of like the football star of the town. You know, you know, a small town vibe. You got that one player that everybody knows about. And uh, I'm a natural born competitor. I tell everybody all the time. I'm like, I'm like a lion mindset where it's like nobody's better than me. And, and uh, when I met this kid and I saw like the amount of popularity he had, the amount of um, the fan base he had. And I was just like, there's no way like this kid is really all that. And it kind of like woke something in me. And I was like, you know, maybe I do want to play football. Maybe I'll give this a shot. And so, you know, after skipping training camp all my freshman year, I showed up. Um, I, I introduced myself to the coach in the first day of school. I kind of told him, like, you know, I wasn't really trying to play football at the time, but um, I feel like this is something that I could do and I could do well. And, uh, you know, I, I started it and I wasn't very good, um, to be honest with you. I had no clue how to tackle. I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, I, I tried playing quarterback and um, this kid, he played linebacker. And I remember um, it was after one of the practices. I was like, man, this sucks. Screw this. I could just go home after school. Um, play video games and never have to worry about, you know, anything, no pressure, no plays, nothing. And um, he told me, he took me aside one day and he was like, you know, you have all the tangibles to be an outstanding player. Um, you have a great mindset. He's like, why is it that you feel like you don't want to play football? I, I, I feel like you could be the best athlete to come out of town. And I was just like, ah, you know, like, don't, don't make this a challenge because then I'm about to take you up on it. And so, um, you know, me and him became best friends. We were on the same, like, you know, bus route getting picked up from school and stuff. And we'd go over plays every single morning. And uh, his parents would take us home every single night. We'd kind of, like, talk about what happened at practice, um, how to get better. You know, even if we had a good practice, um, we always talked about, you know, it's never as good as it seems. And it's never as bad as it seems. And, uh, you know, going after it, you know, repeatedly after school every single day, um, it kind of like woke this competitor mindset up inside of me. And I felt like, you know, um, if I work really hard at this thing, you know, despite adversity, despite what anybody has to say about me um, and not becoming a statistic, um, I felt like, you know, I could do something with this. And, you know, my brothers, um, they, were, they had a lot of athletic ability too. Um, I was more like the non-athletic one in our, in, in, out of my three brothers. big bow on me already they thought um are you still there did i lose you yeah yeah i'm here i'm here okay yeah um, you know they had a stigma on me that uh you know i wasn't really gonna go to college i wasn't gonna um you know do anything with my life i was just gonna be you know just like them coming through school getting in trouble getting kicked out and um you know it, again it goes back to me being that competitor and having this mindset that you know i never let a situation or circumstance um define who i'm gonna be and uh i'm a firm believer you know if you don't like the way your story's going rewrite it and um, you know, I ran into a situation where it's like, okay, um, I had a taste of, of the game of football. I had an opportunity to, um, you know, go into a varsity game, feel the lights, feel the cheers, feel the band. And, and it was something that I felt like I was at home with. And it, and it gave me like that hunger of wanting to continue to do it. And so um, along the process, I just, you know, started showing up to the weight room on my own time, um, you know, not going home to, you know, deal with, 
you know, my brothers who are, you know, in and out of trouble all the time. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just keeping positive people around me all the time. And, 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 you know, my second year coming in, you know, I hit my growth spur. I was in the weight room. I was working hard. And, and um, I had this thought in my head, like, hey, maybe I want to, you know, keep playing this game of football, keep, you know, pursuing this dream. And so um, I started doing being a three-sport athlete. I actually picked up basketball and um, track and field and baseball. I kind of went back and forth between the two. And, uh, you know, I really liked basketball a lot. The other sports were kind of just there just to keep me busy, keep me from going home um, because it wasn't, wasn't going to be a good spot for me. And um, throughout the process, I started receiving interest from Division I schools. I think my first Division I school was um, Washington State University in the Pac-12. Um, you know, I got an opportunity to go on a recruiting trip there, got some tickets to a game. I saw how, how live Division One football was. I was just like, this is exactly where I needed to be. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, um, I wasn't like the most academically inclined at the time. So um, I didn't take the classes that I needed to take to go to university right away. So, um, you know, having the conversations with my coaches, um, you know, they were reaching out, trying to get me recruited because they knew I needed to play somewhere. So my senior year was probably around, you know, mid-basketball season. I received interest from, you know, quite a few JUCOs and one of the JUCOs, um, you know, he kind of told me, he's like, you know, I have a 100% ratio of getting people on scholarship. Um, you know, I, I believe in you and essentially um, he's the first one to reach out to me. So, you know, I'm very loyal when it comes to ties like that. And so I eventually um, decided, you know, I'm going to go to JUCO route, see where this leads me. Um, I went JUCO, I ran into like, you know, one of the one of the best players I've ever met, Marcel Frazier, uh, who played the defensive end position really well, got an opportunity with the Cleveland Browns. And um, I took like a lot of notes from how to play the position from him and, I went in there after my redshirt year, balled out, got a Division One offer from the University of Nevada. Um, my first Division One offer since high school, um, committed right away. Uh, while there, unfortunately, um, the coaching staff ended up getting fired. The new coaching staff came in, and um, a lot of things like took place the, where I wasn't going to be able to play right away. And so I was looking, you know, is either go back to JUCO or you know go to the number one Division Two school in the country at the time in 2017, which we were. Um, and then I ended up committing there, um, got an opportunity to win not one, but two championships there. And, uh, you know, I was player, special teams player of the year, um, all these things. And, you know, I still didn't really have like a, a clear cut shot to, um, you know, really um, pursue professional football. So, you know, while there, um, got an opportunity to play in two, you know, all-star games where, you know, obviously meet people. And then, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, just the same old story after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So after that, you know, after your college career was over, you got that opportunity to get get to that NFL level. You know, you got to try out for your hometown Seattle Seahawks. Kind of what was it like getting to work with your hometown team and kind of what did you what did you take from that from that workout? Wow. Um, it, it was it was actually unreal. Um, it was like it was one of those surreal moments because, you know, going into it, I knew like my chances were were very, very slim. You know how hard it is to play professional football. It's a blessing no matter where you play. And uh, I didn't take anything for granted. And, um, you know, playing in those all-star games, I think the biggest thing was I introduced myself to everybody. I always had like a kind heart. And um, one of the guys that I was just nice to just happened to have a connection with the Seattle Seahawks. And he was like, hey, I can get you a workout. And I was like, no way. I remember, um, you know, I was sitting there thinking like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Was talking to my agent. Like, I need to get drafted. I need to get signed. And um, it was like right before the draft, I um, got a call um, from Pete Carroll. Um, and the defensive coordinators are like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you an opportunity to come in here, give you an opportunity to work out with the team. And I was honestly, I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, there's no way I'm about to be in an NFL locker room. Like, 
what I'm just I'm playing Division two football one day and the next day they're talking about yeah we're gonna give you a shot in the NFL and um, it's like one of those moments where your heart sinks you know you get very few of those moments in your lifetime and um, I remember they send you like this contract that you got to sign and you go through like all these and it's so official how they do everything and I remember having the opportunity you know tell my mom tell my loved ones like yeah I'm about to work out with the Seattle Seahawks um, like, how do you guys feel about this? And, man, I, my mom was crying. Everybody was super excited. And and basically, you know, I felt like at that point it was no longer, um, oh, he went D2, oh, he went Juco. At that point, it, it became on me. It was like, okay, I'm going to take over. I'm in the control of my fate. Like, one of those things I go back to is, like, if you don't like the way your story's going, you get an opportunity to rewrite it. And, um, you know, I remember that day vividly, you know, you pull up to the facility, they have specific times, you go in there and you have your ID and you flash your badge and they got, you know, the guy at the gate, he like scans you in and you got like chauffeurs and security and it's like, it's unreal. You feel like a real life celebrity and then, you know, you go in the locker room, they have like a locker set up for you, has your name on it. Um, they got your uniform in there, they got a number for you and, uh, you know, you, you have like this whole day of basically being in the NFL and, um you really, you really, sorry about that. No, you're good. Oh my God. <laughs> so it looks like you might've cut out for a second here. Chase was just talking about, you know, kind of his career and whatnot, um, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, you know, he's talking about like his time with the Seattle Seahawks, all of that good stuff. Um, we're going to see if we can get him back in. It looks like his phone might have disconnected or died or something along the lines there. He's actually about to enter right back right now. Welcome back. <laughs> so sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was getting a I was getting a phone call. My bad. No, no, you're um, you're completely fine. In my back, can you see yep. me? Yeah, right? I can't see you, but but I can hear you. There all we right, go. Yeah, yeah. So, so sorry about that. Um, yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, you're in there. Um, you know, you have like that whole locker room experience, that whole um, you know, team camaraderie. They have you know everybody you can think of in there. You know, I, I ran into Bobby Wagner. Uh, Russ was in there. There's all these amazing people that you see on TV and they're like right in front of you. And I remember Pete Carroll came up to me. It was like one of those little things where he just punches me on the arm and he's like, how you doing today, Chase? And like, it's, it's just one of those moments you, you can never, you never really forget. And, uh, you know, working out with the team and stuff, you know, keeping in contact with them. Uh, it was amazing. And um, I actually received an email from George Faint, their um, defensive line coach, and uh, they were going to bring me into training camp. Um, in May, right, right after the draft and stuff like that, if I ended up not getting signed. Um, unfortunately, I got struck with like a really rare eating disorder. So I spent a lot of time that summer in the hospital trying to recover from that. Um, I went from 250 pounds to like 198 pounds within like the month and a half. Uh, one of those freak accidents. And uh, you, know, you lay there and, and you start thinking like, uh, are you kidding? my back, can you see me okay? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Sorry, but you, lay, you lay there and you start thinking like, uh, like all these people that I, for me, I was laying there in that hospital bed thinking like all these people I let down, all these people that believed in me. And I, and I took like a lot of flack for it. But at the same time, I was sitting there thinking about like all the people that really didn't want you to make it, um, all the people that hate on you um, and how happy they are in this moment right now. And 
uh, I felt like in my heart, I was like, you know, it's not about either or, it's more about, you know, both. And it's like, um, I, I have one of these chances right now where I can, you know, sit here and I can pout about it. I could be upset about it or I could, you know, do something about it. You know, I said, like, you don't like the way your story's going, so rewrite it. And so, you know, I'm in the hospital. I got off the meds immediately. Um, I wanted to feel the pain so that my body could, like, recover from it, essentially. And um, I started doing laps around the hospital with my little um, IV bag. And I started getting in trouble with the nurses because I'm supposed to be, you know, laying in bed, recovering and, and doing all these things. And um, I eventually, you know, got released from the hospital, went straight to the weight room, despite every doctor's opinion, um, started working out full time. Um, you know, just lightweight at first, and then eventually, you know, received a call from the Montreal Alouettes, received a contract, uh, re-signed it. I kind of, I kind of got my second chance. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. And uh, you know, kind of transitioning from that, um, who's the best athlete you've ever played with? I know you got one sitting in the car next to you, so you might have to, you might have to throw a little, throw a little love that way. <laughs> and who's the uh, best you know, you've ever Fa- played Fa- against? Yeah, no, Fabian. Fabian, this man, when I met Fabian, I was like, there's no way this, this, you know, 5'10 dude is, is, is any, is any, um, prob- problem to me. Snagging um, everything, dog. He's, he's unreal. Fabian by far is the, is the best athlete I've ever seen. Like pound for pound, I think he could go toe to toe with anybody. You know what I mean? And, and it, it's one of those things where, you know, Fabian here, um, as much as I hate the, 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 the two, his cocky horn, um, the dude, dude has like an outstanding work ethic. Um, I know you've seen the Instagram stories. We're up. He wakes me up at 4 a.m. to go work out. He's waking me up from the naps. He gets right out of bed and he, he's on it, you know. So, uh, Fabian, you want to you wanna talk a little bit about your workouts? Yeah, um, well, I, I started playing football at four years old. My dad faked my birth certificate so I could play it with the five-year-olds. And, and yeah, I've been an underdog my whole life. I went, walked onto a D2 school, said I was not going to be uh, anywhere. And then uh, was the last was a trial guy for Memphis. I played with Menzel. I played with Mike Singletary. They said you would never make this team in their life. I ended up making the team. Ended up starting for the Memphis Express, and um, the league ended up folding. So I went back to the AFL and rookie of the year in that league. And then yeah, finally getting my big shot back in the CFL. And yeah, I, j- I just feel like everywhere I've been, I have a I have a, a chip on my shoulder. So I want I want to go out there and prove everybody wrong that, that thinks I'm too small, not fast enough, not strong enough. Everywhere I go, I dominate and, and I and I make my 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 my, uh, my statement. So that's 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 my biggest thing. I feel like an underdog everywhere I go. I know Chase feels like an underdog being a D two guy. We both shattered every record at our school. We both killed. Our, what else do you want us to see? And uh, for me, I haven't even got my shot yet. That that's that shit eats me up every single day. So um, I feel like that that that's my biggest thing that I haven't even got an NFL shot after shattering every AFL record, every D two record. Uh, first touchdown in AAF history, uh, 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 catch of the year, catch of the year, better than Odell Beckham, just shit like that, just eats me alive. That they can't give me a 15 minute workout, especially I'm I'm from Miami. I'm five minutes away from Dolphin Stadium. It's it's a no brainer. But I mean, every day I work, I, I wake up at 4:30. I make sure I'm the first person up every single morning. So yeah, it's just 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 the little things. Yeah, for sure. And for those of you who are listening and not watching on YouTube or anything like that. We literally have the two best hands on TikTok, literally on the same podcast right now. Like, it's not even close. And I've been trying to get Fabian on the show for, for a long time, bro. Like, when I first started my podcast, you were actually one of the first people I reached out to. You yeah. never got back to me, but it's okay. I understand. Oh, Life gets busy. No, no, you're my cool. Bad. You're cool. My, but DM, my DMs be slammed, too. I know Chase <laughs> gets a lot of DMs. 
my gems, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good, bro. I completely I'm glad, understand. I'm glad I'm able to. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're here as well. <laughs> I was actually about to mention that. So you should, uh, you should, you should hear this man's workouts. Man, man sprints up a hill for fun twice a week. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's about to sprint up Mount Rainier. Y'all should have a race. <laughs> but, uh, it's Miami, though, so it's a small hill, but it's still a hill. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So you guys, like many other athletes, use social media to your advantage. You've gained, you know, you both have gained a large following on TikTok. What kind of made you guys want to start creating content? And then did you expect to get as popular as you are right now? Um, I know for me, um, a lot of my good friends did TikTok. I know you guys are familiar uh, familiar with Ramel Dockery. Um, he kind of um, was the staple for that. You know, um, football kind of led me. We worked out at the same um, facility in the offseason. I ran into him. We became really good friends. And, uh, you know, just seeing, like, what he does, I really enjoyed, you know, being in the camera. I was always making workout videos. I know Fabian himself, um, as, as a pretty boy himself, loves to be on camera. Um, and we just kind of use it to our advantage. We take, you know, what we do naturally as football players and then um, what we got naturally, you know, um, Fabian's a very good-looking guy. Myself, you know, we do well. Um, we love to be in the cameras. I don't, you know, however that sounds, but uh, I feel like you know, taking football, taking a camera, combining it, and, and um, you know, we're both. We like we said, we play with that chip on our shoulders where we come from. So it's like you know, we, we kind of take social media the same way. You know, we didn't have like you know, Division One cameras around us where you know we were just going to get clouds kind of from the ground up. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know, we kind of took you know social media as a way to you know. Um, influence people, you know, him and I are social media influencers. And I was just, you know, talking to Fabian the other day about it, how um, great it is. Like, you know, even today we're standing at a field making a, a bang energy video. And, you know, we have guys, you know, pulling up in their cars to get out to, to meet us because um, they recognize us from TikTok. And it's a, it's a really good feeling because, you know, um, as an influencer, uh, a lot of people take it as you got this popularity Whereas uh, Fabian and I take it as, you know, as an influencer, how can we leave a positive influence on other people? You know, we're on our way to a children's football camp right now, you know, and, um, you know, we're, we have one this weekend. We had one every day, every night this week. I, I know you've seen it on my Instagram story. And uh, you know, that's that's the biggest thing is when um, you can show kids like there's there's more to life than, you know, going, getting in trouble, you know, um, hurting people's feelings, you know, not listening to your parents, you know. Um, we just want to be, you know, positive influencers, and that and that's the biggest thing. You know? the, the biggest thing is uh, when Chase walks through the field and, and all the kids' eyes glow up. That's like, that's uh, I had destroying meet my kids. I had Chase meet my kids. I had all these uh influencers, all these uh, uh professional athletes meet my kids, and, and I like I get a good feeling from it. Just seeing them, how smile, how they come up to Chase, ask for pictures, it, 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 like it makes my heart melt. That's just. I know kids want to have a, a professional coach look after them, so it's it's nice that I can have guys like AJ Green, Chase, destroy, come by, and just just say what's up. That that makes a kid's whole whole year. So it's just it, it's, I'm glad I have friends like Chase, AJ, and D just to just to show faces. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of one thing I wanted to mention. Like it's so easy to just you know, be, be on TikTok, be on YouTube, be a, be an influencer altogether. And then just be like, Oh, you know, they're just doing it to get clout whatnot, but y'all, y'all do it to, you know, motivate people, you know, like a lot of your content, yeah, it's entertaining and whatnot, but like at the same time, man, y'all aren't like, y'all aren't on that negative vibes. You know, you guys are strictly positive. It's, it's entertaining to watch. And, you know, that's kind of the more content that, that we need these days for sure. Um, but, you know, kind of 
segueing off of that, what's the favorite video you guys have made? Like, if you guys each had to pick, like, one of your favorite videos that you've made, been a part of, what would you say? Uh, honestly, we just recorded one today that uh, me and Fabian are really excited to post. Um, I do a series, you know, Game Day, Players Be Like. Um, you know, it's my first one. I got to, you know, incorporate Fabian. That's probably uh, my favorite one that's going to happen skit-wise. Obviously, um, I would say my all-time favorite video was the um, 360 cat, you know, went viral worldwide. House highlights, Sports Center, ESPN, and I know Fabian has a has a few of those um, already. So I don't know what his favorite video. Yeah, I, I made one with AJ. It was like hit, about to hit his face going 75 miles per hour, and I caught it. It's got like seven million views. I was I was pretty cool. It's just just to be with AJ and create videos, and then I also have this pro one on one segment. I don't know if you took a look at it. So I'm, I'm just calling out. I'm very confident in what I do. So I call out the best, the best uh, NFL athletes, best CFL athletes around the country, and I call them out to challenge me. I feel like no DB in the world can cover me, as I feel like no O line in the world. Could, that's how Chase should feel. No O line in the world could block him. So I mean, I'm very confident in what I do. So I have a segment on the start on YouTube. It's just about grinding, about calling uh, calling DBs out, and, and and just making them embarrass them. <laughs> I feel it, man. So, you know, you both kind of claim to have some of the best hands on TikTok. I agree. I completely agree. You know, maybe, you know, you know, Dockery is up in there, you know, <laughs> you know, Destroying is up in there. You know, you know, you know, you guys are the top, top notch for sure. But uh, Chase, my man, yes. <laughs> are you out here trying to prove defensive linemen can catch? And are you also out here trying to showcase your talents to try and get out there and maybe play some tight end, some receiver real quick? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was just having this conversation with Fabian the other day. Uh, Second down with my route running and my catching. Um, he he believes I could play tight end easily. Um, I think the biggest thing that I, that I go to prove is it's like I feel like you know um, you always got the receivers and the DBs that you know talk the most during a game, but are the first ones to get burned. And so you know, as a defensive end, you know, um, people look at defensive ends as just like any other lineman. And uh, I, I feel like the reason I claim to have the best hands is because it's not like I'm out there practicing catching drills every day. It's like, you know, I'm one of those people where I see somebody do a catch. I understand the physics behind it. I understand the movement behind it. And uh, I'm just able to do it. And so when I say I have the best hands, it's more speed for speed, size for size, position for position. I think I don't think there's another thing. And so um, I'm not here to say, um, okay, I have, you know, better hands than OBJ, who's, who's, who's a wide receiver, you know, and it's more of a, um, um, you, you know, you can finish this up. But it was nice talking. I'm going to go coach these kids up, all right? Have fun, bro. Have fun. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out there soon. Uh, it's more of, um, I, I, I speak, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, it's more of like, I speak from the perspective of the yeah. big man. Um, you know, the big man, we don't, they don't get a lot of love as, as a lot of football fans out there now. And um, I'm more of like, you know, me and Dockery, um, you know, growing up in the same community, the same area, you know, we have a lot of the same content. He's a wide receiver. I'm a defensive end. And um, we kind of go back and forth between the catching. And, and I, I think that speaks, you know, for a staple itself. Um, I think it's another way to leave like a, you know, a, a impact, a positive impact to show, you know, like it doesn't matter what position you play, like you guys can do anything that you put your mind to, you know what I mean? And, and I've never played wide receiver. Uh, I've never played tight end, and I always felt like 
you know, I, you know, at the combine at the XFL showcase, I, I clocked a four or five, um, you know, I've tre tremendous hands. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're, they're massive. And uh, I feel like a lot of people, when they see me in person, they don't realize, you know, how big a six, five, 250 pound man is. And, um, you know, being able to get in and out of breaks, route running, you look at guys like DK Metcalf, who are similar in build to me, um, how people are so genuinely impressed with how they move. And, and that's something like I want to bring to TikTok and, and show people. And, 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 you know, you got all the kids in my comments that are like, oh, like I got better hands than you, this and that. It's like, it's like, they say that because they play the position of wide receiver, you know what I mean? And, and, um, but you don't ever see like an O lineman on there. It's like, oh, I got better hands than you. I mean, and that's something I want to inspire out of O lineman. I want O lineman to, you know, we don't get the seven on seven camps. We don't get that offseason stuff. All we get is, you know, in the trenches every single day. And and I would like to see, you know, um, I would like to stem up like big man camps. I know um, that's something I have in the works coming up. As um, I'm actually working with a lot of um, other big men, and we're going to put together, you know, a lot of like O lineman seven on sevens and, and stuff like that. Just to, you know, even it out, you know. Um, cause you know, big guys like to have fun too. Big guys like to score touchdowns and they don't always get to do that. So that's like, you know, where I'm coming from in that perspective. Yeah, for sure. It completely makes sense. I know you got to coach these kids. So we'll have one more question for you, bro. Um, yeah. what's kind of a piece of advice that maybe you've been given over the years that you'd like to pass along to the kids trying to chase the same dreams you are? Um, like I said, the best piece of advice that I'm ever going to give anybody is, um, you know, Inky Johnson, E.T., all those motivational speakers speak it from the heart. And they say, um, do not ever let a situation or circumstance define who you are, you know, and, and don't let anybody ever write your story. You know, if you don't like the way something's going, then you have the power to change it. And I speak from that in the perspective of, you know, me, I don't come from privilege. I come from, you know, the hood. I come from, you know, abusive stepfathers. Um, I come from like a very crime background. And and somehow, you know, I graduated from college. Um, I made it into the pros. Um, I made it on social media. And it's like um, not sitting here trying to talk about the accomplishments I've made. But all of those come from the advice that was given to me. And it's just like situation and circumstance doesn't define you. It's it's your mindset. You know what I mean? So as long as people have a positive mindset, um, have an idea of what they want to do in their life, then I'm completely confident that they can accomplish anything that they put their mind to, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Chase Demore, ladies and gentlemen, you guys got to go follow my boy Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at HBK underscore Chase. He's posting great content, inspirational content. Make sure you guys are tuned in. I appreciate you having, uh, appreciate you coming on the show today for me, brother. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No problem.